Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I'm here today with Brentley Jordan. Hey, everybody. And we are here to discuss uh, your sermon this past Sunday, Brentley. Um, Worship confidently. This is the yes. final sermon in our Seven Summits uh, sermon series, and yeah. you preached from Hebrews chapter four, verses fourteen through sixteen. Yeah. Um, so, I love the song that that led into your sermon. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was great. That was powerful and enthusiastic and yeah, that was that was fantastic. Right. And so if you've forgotten, the song is What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Yeah. Which... And it starts off in this, I mean the way they performed it, it starts off it like really exaggerating the old fashioned version of the song and slowly moving into it. And then all of a sudden they kick it into this modern um, kind Thank of you. version. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's, it's surprising. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. My boys love it. Uh, so it was fun to see them sitting down and then getting all excited when that song uh, started to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, and, and it was a great introduction to the uh, message of the sermon. Yeah. Which is, you know, so it was a great, fun song. And the message of the song dovetailed nicely into the message of the sermon which is jesus yeah. is our friend yeah and i love the i mean i love the contrast in what we studied last week in the importance of falling flat on our face before mm -hmm. a holy god and then as you know and then to be introduced to this song that is what a friend we have in jesus and it's you know it's a little bit um it's just a huge contrast but to think okay what how do these things work together? How is Jesus our friend? And how is God, who is the same God, how mm -hmm. is he, um, you know, do, how is it that we need to approach him so humbly flat on our face? How can those both be true? And so that was that was enjoyable just to walk into that contrast um, and, and explore that yeah. through Hebrews. Well, I think it's one of those tensions that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. We talk about frequently in our sermon discussions of both and yeah you yeah. know uh, both are true god jesus is both god fully god and fully man yeah. um when we uh approach when we worship god we worship humbly and we worship confidently and that was a phrase that you used several times in your sermon the humble confidence yeah I think yeah, that's what I, and it was. I yeah yeah that's right yeah I mean to worship him with with humble confidence and there's um, you know and, and I think Hebrews just unpacks that so beautifully um, that uh, we we are so small um, in the face of a holy God and and the reality is we all you know if if we're honest about life if we're mm -hmm. introspective at all we realize how very small and and needy we are and and that's not something to skip by or to um you know uh, act as if it's not reality uh, mm. 
you know, and I hear people, um, I hear people say, you know, we don't, you know, there's this impression that you can go to church and everybody acts like they're perfect. Mm. Um, and, and, and I want to just enter into that and be able to say, um, let's just acknowledge we enter into a church, into a worship setting, and there's hundreds of people gathered there, and we're, we're, all, we're all acting put together because that's like, you know, the respectable or the, the realistic thing to do to act put together. Um, mm-hmm. But let's just all admit that while, while we've put ourselves together to be presentable to the public, you know, on that particular morning, um, it doesn't mean we're lying about the fact that we're all really needy and hurting. Um, mm. So let's let's come put together for worship and be honest. If asked, or or you know, or if we get into a conversation, that um, yeah, we're there's something in my life that is really painful right now. Mm. And and the more I interact with people, I I realize. I mean, because I can look around on a Sunday morning and I can um, you know look at. Uh, the impression I get of someone and think, wow, you know, they they really have life easy right now. I, I wish I could be in a season of life that they're in. Um, right. And the reality is with, I mean, almost, I, I, almost to no exceptions. Um, if I sat down and had a conversation with that person, um, they, I would learn of, of the needs and the pains in their life that I'm simply not aware of as I mm. look at them and get an initial impression. Um, and, you know, and I can walk into a building with, you know, with so many people on a Sunday morning and I can conclude that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so needy and weak right now and everybody else has things put together. And, and I just want to kind of call out and for us all to agree, um, we're all really needy and hurting right now. And, um, and that's, um, uh, that's, that's just part of life and, you know, we worship an incredible God who speaks into that. Um, but let's let's first just let's be humble before the Lord and before one another and recognize we're so incredibly needy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's like comparing your life with the life with the lives of your friends on Instagram or on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's the same thing. You, yeah. You know, we we come presenting our best selves. Um, because we're in public, yeah, right, mm-hmm. and yeah. and and we only post the highlights of the highlight reels, yeah. And so I because who wants to read the other stuff, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I heard someone say, "Don't compare your life with someone else's highlight reel." Yeah, yeah, that's good. And I'm like, well, that's true, and and I love what you said about coming, um coming presentable, but then also being honest about where we are. Yeah. Yeah. On a given Sunday, when we're, when, when we're given the opportunity in a conversation or in worship or, you know, I just, I remember one time I was really hurting about something and I went to Sunday service and I, I don't know, like as soon as the music started, I just started sobbing and Mm -hmm. sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And I was sitting there by myself and it was such a relief to be there in the presence of community. And it was a church mm-hmm. that I, I was like, I was there to hear a friend of mine um, play the organ. Oh, so yeah. I didn't know a single soul in that church. Yeah. But being in the presence of the community 
of a body of believers where I would, and, and in the presence of God, mm-hmm. I was able to just release some really deeply held emotion that I wasn't yeah. aware. I, I mean, I knew I was sad, but I didn't know how deeply grieved I was. Yeah. Um, and that's good. That's good to have that kind of, um, kind of response in worship when that's where you are. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the beautiful thing about life in Christ is that, you know, if that was the end of the story, how needy and, and broken we all are, if that was the end of the story, then, then we'd have a lot of reason to mm. hide that, cover it up, deny it. Um, because if that's the end of the story, then, you know, then that's a really sad story. But right. because in the midst of my neediness, um, I actually have something that I can be incredibly um, confident about. I have some, I have a source of, um, you know, incredible strength. So Mm -hmm. while I'm weak and so needy, it is true at the very same time that that I am more powerful than you can imagine because of the spirit in me. Mm. Um, And those two things, I mean, they, they really are true. So, um, so I don't, I don't want to pretend like they fight against each other. I can be weak and recognize who, recognizing who I am before the Lord, but, mm. but I can be so strong in the same moment in, in um, strong because of who he is, not because of who I am. And, right. and I love that those two don't, they do not contradict each other. Um, so as, as a human being, you know, we're, we, we often think or culture tells us, you know, if you walk around humble, you're, um, you know, you're going to be a doormat. You're not going to get anywhere in life. People are just going to push right by you. And, and I want to say that, you know, the way that God has created it, Christians are to be the most humble people, but they are also to be the most confident people. And they have access to a power that is beyond you mm. know, imagination. Mm. And, um, and I love that those two exist together. I can be yeah. weak and really strong. And, and yeah. those two are true. And I don't, I don't need to, yeah, I just don't need to play them against each other. I, I need to, yeah. they, they both are true. That's really, yeah, that's really important to remember. And to remember that our confidence is not within ourselves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. yeah, you could be humble and self-confident. Uh-huh. I mean, yes. I don't even know if those can go together, quite frankly. Yeah. Like, why yeah. did I say humble and self-confident? I don't think no. you can. Yes, exactly. But we can be humble and God-confident. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if we're confident in God, we're, we're confident in the outcome, if we're confident in where we're heading, yeah. um, and, and who is really in charge. Yeah. Uh, then that just gives us freedom to be to be weak and to live into our frailties as humans. Yeah. And to also live into our frailties with the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, and that impacts the way that I interact with others because if I if my confidence is in the Lord, then I don't need to be um, ashamed of my weakness before others because because my confidence is in the Lord, not not in you know not in all these other things that mm. uh, have you know weak grounding. Mm. Um, but that also impacts the way that I interact with the Lord. Um, I, I can interact with the Lord 
freely because because I can really be confident in my standing before him um, mm. because it's not based on how I'm doing in a given day. It is based on what Jesus did for me. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's just a beautiful, a beautiful invitation into interaction with a living God to mm-hmm. have that kind of confidence, um, which really is a mind-blowing confidence because it's so hard for us to get outside of believing that other people are going to treat us um, based on my collection of strengths and weaknesses. Mm. So I better I better show them strengths and hide weaknesses. Mm. So to convince myself that God is not treating me based upon my collection of strengths and weaknesses, um, that's just it's a new paradigm to think I you know God knows every single weakness I have. He knows my weaknesses far outweigh my strengths, and and He treats me based on the fact that he loved and created me. Um, mm. And and my my faith is in him has moved me into relationship with him. Um, right. So it's, it's just a wild paradigm to enter weak to a holy God and to be able to enter that interaction with, with confidence. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. and wild paradigm. Oh, man, it really is. Yeah. And it's... Um... You know, one of the things about Hebrews is uh, mm-hmm. the author of Hebrews is um, relating Jesus to the Old Testament sacrificial system. Yeah, yeah. And for those of us in the modern age who don't have a Jewish background, yeah. um, that can be really confusing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I really love how you brought that out in your sermon and you you kind of started reading through like, okay, this is what is required to enter the Holy of Holies according to the Old Testament, according to the book of Leviticus. Yeah. And you kind of went through all of those instructions and you were like, yeah, I can't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was trying to take notes and I'm like, I can't even, I can't even take notes on this. So oh much. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, uh... But then to realize that all of those requirements Mm-hmm. were set in place for us to understand who God is, that he is holy yeah. and separate and yeah. who we are, you know, that we are um, fallen and, and, and have turned away from him. And mm-hmm. so this was the temporary stopgap measure to, and points to Jesus. Yeah. And that yeah. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And just, and you know, what a, a beautiful fulfillment. I, I love that David two Sundays ago pointed to Revelation 5. Mm-hmm. Didn't, you know, didn't get it, it wasn't time to get into it. It was um, but but then we had opportunity to get into Revelation 5 on this past Sunday. And right. what a, a beautiful picture of of what Jesus did um, in bringing that perfect sacrifice to the throne. And um, yeah. and it is it's so easy sometimes to get to um, you get caught in this obstacle in Revelation of of thinking, what does each individual image represent? Oh, and yeah. since I don't know right. exactly right. what everything represents, I just get caught on too many things. Right. But when I can, when I can just step back a bit and take in the whole scene and hear the general, um, the, the hear the general meaning of of a particular section. Um, mm-hmm. this, this one in particular just blew me away as I studied it during the week and, and even uh, just reading it Sunday morning. 
Um, mm -hmm. Just an amazing picture of this is the spiritual reality of what's going on. And, and I, I love being drawn into, you know, we um, thinking about thinking about the spiritual reality, the, which is often the invisible reality. And, mm -hmm. and we just, we're, we're constantly confronted with our visible reality, but, but it is beautiful to realize and be reminded of the fact that um, right now, you know, the spiritual reality of the heavenly throne room, it is very real. And, you know, and there are, there are angels and, and worshiping the Lord in the throne room right now. Um, and somehow what I'm doing, what we're doing is a part of that. And, mm. and our, our obedience to the Lord, um, in these moments in earthly, uh, in our earthly timeline, like that matters, that, that makes a difference and has some impact on what's going on in the spiritual reality of the heavenly throne room right now. And mm. that's just, I mean, that's a mind boggling connection um, but but really, um, it, it captures my imagination and, and motivation to, to think that what I'm doing now matters. You know, is, right. is my actions, the way I'm, you know, is, is the way I'm treating someone right now, does, what does that say about my posture in the throne room? Um, mm. And so that, those were just yeah. challenging, helpful things to think through this week. Right. Right. And how are we approaching? I mean, it just, it, it goes back to so many different um, aspects of the different sermons throughout this whole series. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah. You know, what is my posture as I'm going about my work? Am mm -hmm. I resentful or am I grateful or am I humble? You know, mm -hmm. am, am I, am I practicing the presence of God in yeah. my daily life? as I'm washing the dishes, as I'm making dinner, as I'm doing the laundry, as I am, uh, you know, driving to work, you know, all of those small moments in time where we think, oh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or I can't believe I have to do all this menial tasks yeah. um, when I should be doing something important. And God says, yeah, no, you are doing the important thing. It's mm -hmm. what's your attitude as you're doing it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love, you know, this throughout the summer, just to be challenged and reminded that um, that life, life is worship. Worship <laughs> is what what happens on a Sunday morning in a worship service. And it's what can be happening all throughout our life um, right. beyond that. And, yeah. you know, we, we started um, the series with the definition of worship, just contemplating this idea that um, Worship is bringing all of who I am before all of that, who God is, and allowing that um, interaction to change my life. And, uh, and, and I love the invitation of that, that um, when I bring all of who I am before mm -hmm. all of who God is, um, that will change my life. And mm. um, that, that is, that's just a very attractive invitation into interacting with the Lord, when I realize that honest interaction with the Lord, interactions with the Lord will change my life for the better. Maybe not how I expect it, maybe not in the timing that I expect it, um, but, but I trust, I feel that invitation that that kind of interaction with the Lord will genuinely change my life for the better. 
Hmm. Amen. I think that's a good place to stop. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank good. you. Yeah, I mean, just just the reminder that worship is interacting with God, mm -hmm. and 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 letting that that interaction change me from the yeah. inside out. Um. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Brentley, oh, for yeah. joining me today. I appreciate yeah, your time. It's a fun conversation. Yes, and thank you to our audience for joining us today, whether you joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We're just so grateful that you spent a few minutes of your day with us. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks, Michelle. See you. Thank everyone. you, Brentley.